We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Welcome back to school. And that's a quote from probably most of the teachers you've had. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brigitte Gia, and today's show is all about heading back to school. And I'm Jocelyn Hundle. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get some more information about how you can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. It's always a season for giving, so give big. And in this first segment, we have Be The Star You Are reporter Katie Lyons with her segment, Lion Roars. Take it away, Katie. So school is starting, and I'm both very excited and also dreading it, as I'm sure a lot of people are. And I know a lot of people, like uh, my friends from other schools in the area, have already started school this week or the past week. And um, so summer has really flown by, and it's probably because I've been really busy and uh, seeing my friends and playing lots of water polo and swimming. <laughs> but now that's coming to an end, and I have to worry about things again and actually do right <laughs> and have responsibilities other than just making it to practice in time. And so, like every year around this time, I start asking myself, Am I ready for school to start? What do I need to do to get ready? And like, what else am I going to do differently this year? So, for most adults, January 1st is the time to make New Year's resolutions and change something about your life, but I think for students, the best time to make a change in your life is the beginning of school. So I think before the start of a new school year, it is good to come up with a new school year resolution. (laughs) So you can think back to your last school year and what you weren't happy about and what you could change and do better this year. Um, So for example, if you were often late to school, you could resolve to get up 15 minutes earlier and get to school on time which will be difficult but (laughs) manageable and if you were always tired in school and had a hard time keeping your eyes open in class and staying awake you could resolve to go to bed earlier every night and get more rest and Mm -hmm. if you didn't get the grades you wanted you could resolve to get um to take better notes in class or meet with your teachers during lunch and get help or study more instead of cramming And if you aren't happy with your friend group, you could make friends and just broaden here or make friends with more people. Um, Mm -hmm. 
So for me, my new school year resolution this year is to get through junior year without getting too stressed and still getting good grades. (laughs) Because whenever I tell someone I'm going to be a junior, I just get good luck or that's the hardest year of high school. And I I know it's true because uh, junior year that you're usually taking your SATs or your ACTs and taking lots of APs and taking the AP tests and subject tests and t- uh, taking a really tough course load and starting to think about college, and it's really easy to get overwhelmed. And so that's why my number one goal is to manage my stress. So um, making plans for back to school doesn't actually have to be about just school. It can be about social things or extracurriculars. So um, a lot of people do different things over the summer and see different people. Like me, I have a lot of water polo friends who don't go to my school so I see a lot of people who I don't get to spend a lot of time with during the school year but Mm -hmm. then you go back to school and school starts up again and then your social scene kind of resets to what it was before so I think the new school year is a good time to start thinking about broadening your group of friends when you come back to school and sitting with new people and making friends with kids in your classes that you didn't know before and you may be surprised to find that you have a lot of or a lot in common with someone you didn't know so well before especially as you um, get into your later years in high school and you're taking classes that aren't just required and they're things that you're interested in because then other people will be interested in them too yeah so yeah so last year for example um, I got to be really good friends with a girl on my water polo team and she was a freshman and I was a sophomore and so she was a grade behind me in school and um, but that uh well we still had a lot of fun together and now we hang out a lot of the time like I hung out with her today and it doesn't (laughs) matter that she's like a year or two younger than me so um so just like making new friends trying out new activities is a really good thing to do when you make plans for the new school year and so as the sports reporter of course I'm going to recommend going out for a new sport or just (laughs) yeah so there are a lot of amazing things that you can get out of being involved in sports like you get in good physical shape it manages your stress um you're part of a team and then you make friends and you have uh especially with high school sports since your uh your when you play high school sports you can make friends with those girls and you'll when you like walk on campus on the first day you already have like a group of friends mm-hmm. from that sport um and uh, it also you build confidence and improve your leadership and communication skills and for a lot of people it's just a really positive and fun way to spend your time after school and it keeps you busy helps you stay out of trouble <laughs> um, so yeah a lot of people worry about trying a sport that they haven't done before because they there are a lot of kids who are going out for the team who've been doing it like their entire lives but it doesn't really matter um, most teams have kids who are new and just learning and they have a lot of fun and uh, they can still contribute to the team as, uh, as just as much as the kids who have been doing it for years. Like, for example, um, there was a girl, I was a freshman uh, in mm-hmm. high school and there was a senior who had started water polo her freshman year in high school. That, so she had only been playing for four years and she got recruited and went to college for it. So Ooh. it's never too late to start a sport. And also my brother, he started crew and his junior mm-hmm. year and he's going to college for crew. <laughs> um, 
But uh, if you aren't interested in sports, there are a lot of other things at school you can try out. Like there's music and theater and clubs that you can do. But you just have to be um, willing to take a, take a chance at something new and be open to new things. And that's the great thing about a new school year. It's just the time to make new goals and resolutions and try out something new. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man, I can really relate to um, the point you made about going out and trying new sports as a maybe a sophomore, junior, senior. Um, I I got kind of roped into doing wrestling uh, this coming this coming semester uh, by my friend. And, you know, the first I walked up to the booth at the kind of administration registration day um, and I signed my email down and then another senior that I'd never met before was like, are you new? I was like, no, I've been here for four years. And so we shook hands and like, I made a new friend. I was like, oh my gosh, there you go. <laughs> like I haven't even done this sport yet. And so Katie, um, you said earlier that your number one goal for your upcoming junior year is to kind of manage stress and make sure you can handle everything. Uh, how, how exactly are you going to do that? Do you have a plan or anything like that? Well, yeah, so I'm taking hard but manageable classes, so I'll have time to study and do well in all my classes, hopefully, and also, (laughs) so I'm taking the ACT this fall Mm -hmm. and also um, in the winter, so I've been studying over summer so that I don't have to stress about them so much during school, and Mm -hmm. also, um, this is going to be hard, but I'm going to try to cut down on my social media so I can get a little more rest (laughs) every night, so so, uh, I'll be a little more stressed if I'm more rested. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And so what about you then? What do you worry most about the school year? Is it grades? Is it sleep? What do you worry most about? Um, so I'm pretty busy because I've, uh, well, for water polo, I have eight practices a week starting on the oh, first wow. day of school. I have morning practice before the first day of school. And oh, then geez. I have practice after school. So um, just I worry about not having enough time to get my work done and just keeping my grades up especially in the fall because that's my busiest time of year. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just have to stay really organized and focus on getting all my work done in the time I have so that I don't get behind. Um, Mm -hmm. But also because I studied for ACT over the summer and also um, just reading ahead for AP U.S. history, I think I have a good head start, so I'll hopefully be fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, man, you're doing doing so much better than uh, I was. My, the start of my junior year, I, um, I took on too many hard classes. So I had four APs and then like two honors going and I was stressing about that. And then I had like a whole slew of activities and man, you're going to be pretty busy with those eight practices too. But like, that's, you know, I feel like you've got such a nice structure and, you know, audience, make sure to take note of that. That's, that's really <laughs> a good thing to do is to make resolutions, as you said, and to keep this nice structure that you've got, these nice goals that you've set. And so, um, Katie, just going real ba- uh, back to like sports and maybe trying out new activities. Uh, are there any activities or is that is there an activity that you tried at the beginning of a school year that you're really happy that you did? Um, well, freshman year, I started, there's a class that you can take that's writing for the school newspaper. And so Mm -hmm. I did that starting my freshman year and I'd really never done anything like that before. And I was kind of worried it would be just, uh, hard writing things that I knew the entire school would be reading. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, but then at first it was kind of hard, but then I got pretty comfortable and I made a lot of friends in that class and they're some of my best friends in school. Definitely, yeah. 
You know, it's so funny how often we take for granted all these great opportunities. You know, like you got to write for your school newspaper. You were talking before about how you can do drama, music, and obviously sports and all that. And but at the same time, you know, there's all these downsides. You have with these morning practices. Uh, you have to get up that early. You have so much homework. What about what for you is the worst part of going back to school? Um, probably just knowing that I'm not going to be able to sleep in anymore and I <laughs> will have to do homework and worry about getting things done instead of just relaxing and doing whatever I want. And also this la- uh, this past week, I've had to do the required summer reading for my AP US history class that I put off Ooh. all summer. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man, that's rough. And uh, Katie, before we go, uh, do you have any uh, last advice for people who are getting ready to go back to school? Uh, yeah, just make uh, just make a new school year resolution and come up with something that you can do differently and just try to change something that will make your school year better, more fun, mm-hmm. and try something new. All right. Yeah, definitely. That's a great message. Uh, audience, keep that in mind. Make some resolutions and, you know, have a plan like Katie does for <laughs> your new school year. Uh, thank you, Katie, so much for this wonderful conversation. We really, you know, learned a lot about your perspective and how, you know, we're kicking the school year back into gear. Uh, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have. Support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity. That brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org and follow our blog. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Joven Hundle. More information is at our website, which is again www.bethestarur.org. Don't go anywhere as we continue our discussion on going back to school. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Joven Hundle, and you're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. For this show, we're discussing the theme, Back to School. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Today, we'll be joined on the show by star guest Faith Thomas, author of children's book, Being the Best You. Inspired by a number of children with type 2 diabetes, Faith wrote and published fiction book, Being the Best You, to emphasize a significant message about the disease. Uh especially to parents who must be careful with the food they are feeding to children. Faith herself 
is a mother of three kids and a daycare owner with a decade's worth of experience nurturing children. She lives in Washington, D.C. with her kids, husband, and pet fish, and she taught young minds the arts of healthy eating, gardening, self-defense, and reading in tandem with Spanish. With her knowledge gained from years' worth of training, Faith has been able to deliver a children's book that deliberates diabetes in a way that children and parents can easily understand. With that, Let's welcome Faith onto the show. Hi, Faith. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for being here. We're really glad and excited to have you on the show. And um, so, you know, just jumping right in, um, Faith, could you tell us a little bit more about being the best you and, you know, what, what is it about? Being the best you is a positive image that we're leaving for our kids. Being the best you is not only talking about um, getting the kids molded and prepared for their future on what you want to be when you grow up. It's also talking about how we need to be healthy and drink lots of water and start exercising and keeping ourselves in the best shape so we won't get the disease of diabetes. Wow, definitely. You know, that's a very good message that we need to have to everyone. And I'm glad that this seems to be sort of, you know, like a universal book. It can appeal to a lot of different people. Yes. And so um, what inspired you to write um, and publish this book? Um, what inspired me was my three um, children, but not only my three children. Every day I'm reading, um, you know, regular books. And I wanted something different to really give kids um, something that they can go home with and think about every day. So from the daycare to the kids that I have at home, the three kids, I just wanted them to understand even at an early age that you need to start thinking and preparing yourself of what you want to do when you grow up. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely right. And, um, you know, when I first uh, came upon like your information and like the book, I just, I just kind of thought back. Um, my, my family has a history of diabetes. And so I was mine as well, man. Right. You know, you just, you just kind of like, Oh, you know, thank you for bringing this message to light. Um, you know, cause it is super prevalent and super important that we have this knowledge about type two diabetes and about healthy living and healthy eating so that we don't get these types of diseases. And yeah, you know, um, you just mentioned like, uh, you know, your family, like mine, has a kind of history um, with diabetes and a bit of a struggle with the disease. And so are there any personal brushes with the disease that you've gone through that maybe gave you pause for thought and encouraged you to further, you know, develop this book and bring it to the public eye? You know, it wasn't just about diabetes. Um, I think a lot of people in their mind think that you have to be older in order to get this disease. You have to be like, 30 or 20 or just, you know, <laughs> grown. Well, that's not true. Kids at earlier ages from, you know, nine and eight, even earlier stages are getting um, this disease. So we need to monitor the food that we're, we're serving our kids. And we also need to be aware. So if we, um, you know, as a team, as a unit, um, as parents, um, start, you know, making things fun for kids, not always going to the chips or the candy, but making things fun and preparation, bell peppers and and just kebabs with um, strawberries and blueberries <laughs> and just making, you know, now you can go to Pinterest and find lots of different, um, you know, figures, animal figures, and make it just fun for the kids. So I think if we prepare and just try hard, we can, as a team, do better. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, definitely. And so what do you think of, um, you know, former First Lady Michelle Obama? She has her uh, Let's Move campaign for increasing physical activity among kids or lunches in school. What do you think about those kinds of programs? I think that was the best thing she ever did. She was a genius. And you know what? I want to follow behind her because we need to get a move on it. We need to start growing our own, um, you know, planting and growing our own fruits and vegetables and just being a part part of her movement because what she's done is what we need to do you know fruits and vegetables everything is becoming too expensive for us everyone can't afford organic unfortunately so with that being said um I'm from South Central LA and I didn't have a Whole Foods in my neighborhood, you know? Um, And my mom didn't have the time to plant and um, do the different things like um, gardening and all that. So if, you know, we get a toll on it and we start preparing when we go to the grocery store it's not that much to pick up some bananas and pick up some strawberries and some bell peppers and just make you know vegetable trays put them out Mm -hmm. with some ranch it's not that bad for you you know Mm -hmm. yeah exactly actually make your own hummus you know and Mm -hmm. and different things to make it tasty and look good I think with kids it needs to look good Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you've got to have that aesthetic. Yes, we got to feed that appetite. <laughs> yeah, you know, and like, you have kids, exactly. And like, teens as well, kind of being like, ew, you know, we don't want to eat those vegetables. They taste nasty. But like, there's, as you said, there's so much that you can do to really make food taste good, like make healthy food taste good and bring My those smoothies. nutrients to the table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what? It was so funny. Let me tell you guys a quick story. So Mm -hmm. um, my husband always makes smoothies. So this time I decided to make the smoothies. And normally the kids are never in the kitchen with me. And my son was like, why are you putting salad in my smoothie? I was like, "Uh, (laughs) I always put salad. No, you don't. So anyway, I put a little protein there. I put a little salad, kale salad. (laughs) And man, I put strawberries, bananas, and I added a little water. And I'm telling you, he was like mom this is good (laughs) (laughs) just like see see look like these things good like surprise this is they have a vegan protein that is so good oh you guys Mm. they have it at sam's and it's not even that expensive and it Mm. it does the trick yes it does the trick it's like nutrients and tasty. Um, but going off of that really quick, um, or maybe kind of linking back to it, um, our segment or our show today is all about back to school and like returning to the schoolyard, sending kids off to whatever grade they're going into. And so, you know, what can we do for, you know, kids who are going back to school? Like maybe can parents pack something in the morning, send them off with a smoothie? Do you have any suggestions for parents who are sending their kids to school? You know what? You need to go get a bullet. The bullet is the best thing I ever <laughs> purchased. And I tell you, you can just throw everything in there real fast, pack them up, and make sure you have a lid on that uh, cup when you're putting them in the car. They could sip that real fast, and then um, preparation is key. So if you can mm-hmm. make the um, lunch, like a little healthy snack um, for them at night, that would be great. And also have something prepared for them when they get home. So like a vegetable tray, some hummus, you know, go on Pinterest and and really look at fun things that you can do, even with the kids, you know, Mm -hmm. from when they get off. We have to prepare because we can't just wait to the last minute. Then we're like, oh, my God, I didn't take this out the freezer. I didn't get my my chicken (laughs) done. What do we have for dinner? And guess what? 
there we go. Them fried foods. We have to go to um, our favorite McDonald's and all the little fast <laughs> foods that just put lots of weight on us. So preparation is key and just have fun with doing it and let the kids be involved. I find letting my uh, one-year-old, three-year-old, and five-year-old, not only are they learning, but they're adapting and they're enjoying, you know, and it's a family moment because you don't get that much time with your kids because they're gone all day. So you have more interaction with your kids. So being the best you, go out and get my book. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, you know, going back to your book for a second, um, what's sort of like your branding statement or your mission statement? Is there like any one central message and being the best you that you want readers to grasp or anything like that? Help our children be their best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not just, um, you know, physical, but with their minds and just keep them growing. And it's, it's more so getting them, you know, not pushing them in the world. We need to get them involved because a lot of times we think we have, you know, all the time in the world, but we really don't. We only have 18 years. So in those 18 years, we can't wait till they're 18 to start telling them, oh, you know what, you need to pay bills. You know, little by little, even at an early age, we need to start be- making them be responsible. You know, um, what are you going to do when you grow up? Have them volunteer so they can actually decide if they like that field or not. Because it's a lot of kids that go to college undeclared, undecided. You can't do that. Yeah. That costs money. And guess mm-hmm. what? I'm not rich. <laughs> so. <laughs> right? Like, a college tuition costs a lot. Uh, yeah, I've been, you know, I, I'm a high school senior, and I'm about to kind of head off, and I've been discussing with my parents, like, majors, and exactly, my parents are just like, please, like, just, you know, go out, volunteer, do some stuff, decide, don't go in there undecided, you know, have a plan. <laughs> yes, and me, I want my kids to read on it, to just, you know, I know yeah. it's a lot to push on them, but the more you're reading, the more you're going and putting your hands on, I feel mm-hmm. like you have an understanding. And then, you know what, I'm sorry, they're going to understand how to do accounting at an early age, no bad credit around here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you pay your light bill and this, how much do you have left? I mean, getting them involved at an early age, understanding concepts. So you don't make bad decisions. And you know what? You're going to make mistakes in life. It's okay. But if you understand that a mistake can lead you in a wrong path at an early age, you you know, you can make changes. There's room for change. Definitely. You know, I really like how you're, um, you know, bringing in all these other different topics because, yeah, like how you're saying the central message of your book is to just be responsible in general. You yes. know, um, my family, thankfully, does not actually does not have a history in diabetes. But you know, there's still a lot of things we can learn from your book about you know teaching our children all these different important lessons and things like that. And so, yeah, you know, I really find that interesting. So, would you say that your target audience for the novel is just kind of everyone? Yes, from two, because it's a great story in there. Not only is there a great story talking about what do you want to be when you grow up, there's also a concept of don't try to be like anyone else. You are your own person, you know, not only understanding that you are important, you have a decision to make in your life, you 
are your future. No one else can can do that for you but yourself. And in the back, for the parents, guess what? I threw in some great menus and great, um, (laughs) you know, some great concepts on what you could do, fast little um, preparations instead of frying foods, how you can bake, just some great concepts on what you could do, you know? So Mm -hmm. I thought it was for everyone. And even at our old age, you need to understand that no one else is important as you are. Not like that. You're not being selfish, mm-hmm. but you are important. Sometimes you have to tell people, I can't do that. I'm sorry. You know, you have to make decisions at an early age that leads you to your success. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Again, I think we can learn, we can all kind of learn so much from your book. Thank you so much for this amazing conversation. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment. Um, to our viewers, or, sorry, listeners, uh, Being the Best You is published by um, Exilibris Exil- and available now. Learn more about Faith and Being the Best You at www.faiththomasauthor.com and Faith is spelled F-A-Y-T-H and also visit her on Twitter at, at AuthorFaith. Visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. I'm Joven Hundle. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Also, please visit our charity site at bethestarur.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarur. We will be continuing our conversation with Faith, so stay tuned. Stay right here as we continue our fascinating discussion on Back to School. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Brigitte Gia, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this segment of Express Yourself, we are continuing our fascinating conversation on Back to School. And I'm Joven Hundle. Back with us on the show is our wonderful guest, Faith Thomas, author of the children's fiction book, Being the Best You. In the book, Faith illustrates the importance of dealing with diabetes to both kids and parents. Readers follow the story of Darwin, a young boy with a big heart and a habit of caring for others, and they follow him in his search for a way to become the best person he can be. 
His relationship with his Nana, who is diabetic, is depicted as a way to educate kids and parents about diabetes in a comprehensible manner that both can understand. And with these real and hard-hitting life examples told to children, Being the Best You inspires readers to do their part to combat a once-uncommon disease that now, however, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, can affect more than 200,000 people under 20 years old. Being the Best You explores diabetes in a way that is simple for children to understand, as well as inspires children to strive for career paths that make a difference in their local community. And with all of that, let's welcome Faith back onto the show. Hi, Faith. Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're having a great conversation so far. And, yeah, you know, I wanted to um, kind of bring the conversation back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, about um, how sometimes you need to present things a certain way to kids to make them, you know, eat vegetables or something like that. Do you have any other tips to make sure that, you know, they'll kind of eat their vegetables or something like that? Yes, we must start gardening and planting our um, fruits and vegetables. Um, it's really cheap, too. You can go to the 99 cent store and mm-hmm. and get fruits and vegetables and just plant them, um, mm-hmm. get the seeds. It's not expensive at all. And, you know, kids will eat what they plant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they get really, you know, um, my sister had a, a bean plant, like a green bean plant that she was really invested in. She was like, she kept it in a little pot. She's like, I'm going to grow it. I'm going to, I'm going to cook it for dinner. <laughs> it was very exciting for her. And definitely like, um, the fact that, or that these kids get to be part of the process, they will then be encouraged to, you know, pick the vegetables and then cook them and eat them or help cook them anyway. Uh, don't know about ha- having smaller kids get too close to a, a stovetop, but you know, uh, they will, they will be encouraged to eat it. And definitely that's a great tip. And for all you listeners, listeners out there who need to get your kids to eat vegetables, um, that's a great way to get them involved in the process of becoming healthier. And, and they're so, also learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, exactly. Yeah, they're learning. So it's great for learning. Mm-hmm. I guess you get your, your nurturing as well. I feel like yes. when you garden, you know, you're, you're caring for something, you're learning responsibility and you're learning to water your plant when it needs it and help it grow. And wow. that'll, that'll really train you for life. And um, Faith, really quick, returning to um, just your writing process and getting this book out to, you know, public audiences. So after a decade as a daycare provider and someone who, you know, has a successful daycare and has taken care of kids, uh, what prompted you to write this book and how long have you been writing in general? Well, actually, this is my first book. And because I've been with kids so long, I just, you know, after, you know, they grow up and they go to college, sometimes I'm, you know, I'm, I'm worried because I'm like, what is your plan? What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, you didn't save any money. Huh? Uh, you can't go to college. So, I mean, I just feel like as parents and just as mentors we have to be on it and kind of guide them through the way we can't just expect them to know what they're um supposed to do you know we have to start early and trying to prompt them um for getting together and and start drinking water and start um taking care of yourself it's it's a whole um process not only taking care of yourself but what are you going to do with your life um so just talk to them more and kind of 
give them more reading so they can kind of get more of a grasp of reality. You know, for every person is different. Some people catch on. Others need that molding, that extra um, push. Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, would you say that, you know, kind of we were talking about with gardening and parents and children, um, you know, sort of growing these plants together. You were talking about parents teaching their kids responsibility. And so would you say that, you know, parents and children can both learn more if they read your book together? Yes, because it's not only learning um, and talking to each other and then asking each other questions, because after I read a story to my kids, I always ask questions to see where their critical thinking is. But not only that, in the back of the book, they can make something together with the little menu plan. So, I mean, it's a family um, affair, I should say. <laughs> Come together and enjoy each other and just bring family together and talk and communicate. Get off of those cell phones. Mm-hmm. You, know, <laughs> you know, everyone is at the table now on their cell phones, not talking anymore. You know, we have to come together and, and just bring family together, bring, you know, you know, more mm-hmm. talking, more understanding each other and, you know, being better, you know, doing better with our life, our physical appearance, mm-hmm. not being obese and just, you know, planning together time is of the value Mm -hmm, exactly and I I love how you know being the best you is taking all of these elements you know like growing up taking responsibility and then returning back to family and I I, again I love how you highlighted reading as a path to success uh, at be the star you are we actually do have a a a saying um, to be a leader you must be a reader and so you've got to have this reading foundation you know there and I love how your book highlights that and I love the recipes sound absolutely fantastic you know after you've gone through this book uh parent and child and then they get to collaborate and create something healthy that they can then you know eat and talk over and kind of really bring the family together and so um I just want to take it off that real quick and um ask about you know the water versus sodas thing and the whole thing about uh, sodas being really, really unhealthy. You know, uh, do you have any tips towards maybe avoiding sodas and and do you have any uh, information about how bad soda can really be for the kids and family health? Well, we already know sodas is not that good, but what I would recommend is make like during the summertime, making fruit water. Not only fruit water, just adding different berries and strawberries to your water. And it's it's better for you. It actually gives you energy and smoothies, of course. Um, sodas, we do not want to go through sodas. See, with the food program, being in the daycare, we're not even allowed to give sodas. You know, mm-hmm. we get a stipend every month um, to feed the um, kids because food costs so much with the daycare. And in the rule plant, we are not allowed to get soda and barely juice because all of that has um, sugar and all that stuff that leads to, you know, just having them all crazy. So what I would recommend is, you know, always have some, you know, great water with fruits and just doing good smoothies and water is good. Let them understand that water is good for you. And the more water you give them, guess what? It becomes in their brain. It's something that they always want. My kids, when they go to a restaurant, they don't have a problem drinking water at all. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the sure. more you do it, the better it is. Being the best you. Mm-hmm. You can get this book in Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. You must get it. Yes, yes. <laughs> like definitely, like it's it's a great family experience, and you get you know understanding of how diabetes two works, type two diabetes works, and like how to eat healthy. So, listeners, make sure to visit Amazon and Barnes and Noble to <laughs> pick up a copy of Being the Best You. Definitely, and. Yeah, and you know, I want to talk about again, um, because, you know, our theme for today's show is back to school. And we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, Michelle Obama, Let's Move campaign, um, school lunches. And yeah, I wanted to talk about how, and you're talking a lot about how smoothies are so important for kids these days. It's actually interesting because uh, my school this past year has had a few different proposals to install in their vending machines, you know, little... um, smoothies you know those sorts of packaged ones that will have like kale or any sorts of berries or stuff like that and you know just really interesting to see how this sort of like health revolution is sweeping america you know we see healthier school lunches these sorts of smoothies everywhere there's uh salad places in a lot of like college towns these days and um yeah i just really like the message that you're providing through your book of taking responsibility for a kid's diet, you know, that parents have to do. Yeah. And especially because, you know, we don't want to end up with anything like diabetes. Well, you know what? You only get one body. So you either choose to take care of it and you are what you eat. So when you're eating healthier, you feel you feel better. You feel energized. You're able to do better in school. When you don't eat correctly, you know, you're sluggish. You're not able to really get your brain moving. It's all a part of the whole concept of being the best you. But the number one key that we have to maintain is that we have to take care of ourselves. You know, if you don't want to get health problems and health issues, if we start at an early age, like every day, trying to do some kind of physical activity, even if it's like 15 minutes to 30 minutes a day, dancing with your your children and just having fun and just um, coming together to do different things to um, keep your family awareness of being together and just talking more and just reading more. It all comes together as, Mm -hmm. you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, uh, just a, a little story about myself to relate. Um, I, um, I I went through kind of a lot of like weight issues as a kid. So a, a lot of like diet issues because my parents didn't really educate me too much on that. Uh, and then when my sister was growing up, on the other hand, um, like I saw her kind of growing up with more of a knowledge of food and like a sense that she, you know, had to maintain her body and she's doing a lot of exercise and a lot of that sort of, uh, you know, just healthy things over the summer. And it's really nice to just see the path that she's taking. And, you know, it's kind of, it's nice to feel that like she's got this stuff worked out and to kind of try and help and provide guidance as well. Um, And so going off of that, Really quick, um, just uh, I just wanted to talk about your writing process, actually. Um, and you, you mentioned that this was your first book, and congratulations, first of all. That's super exciting. Thank you. <laughs> and I just wanted to know, you know, um, you have three kids. Is there you know, a favorite time that you'd like to write um, that maybe 
maybe do you like to write while your kids are there with you or do you maybe like to take some time off and write on your own? I like to write when they go to sleep. My mind, I just start thinking about all the things that they say. Oh, kids are funny. Oh, not only are they funny, but man, I just sit back and just start laughing. Like, oh my God. I wanted to put some jokes in there, but then I was like, I got to stay focused. Um, you know, because they're so real and they're honest. Oh man. Sometimes I just, I'm like, oh my God, did he just say that? Um, yeah. So, I mean, just looking back at the things that kids say because they're so honest you just want to always keep everyone laughing and you know um yeah I like to write when they're asleep because it get my mind thinking and just okay what do I want my kids to learn from what you know from my experiences that that's the number one thing and I was like I can relate to other parents this is something mm-hmm. that we all as parents can relate to we all want our kids to be their best exactly. so um yeah once they're asleep, I get my mind rolling like, okay, how can I, you know, make this something that they understand or, you know, so it's not too heavy on them. You know, it's sad, but it's pressure. Everything in life is pressure. You're pressured in every angle that you go in. So if we could just kind of like make it fun and easy for them, maybe they'll catch on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, as a parent, that's that's your role and I I commend you for doing it so well and thinking of them when you're going through and the writing process. Uh, Well, thanks so much, Faith, for this wonderful conversation. Unfortunately, we are out of time. You know, we've learned so much from these segments, though. This is unbelievable. And um, during the break, audience, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. More information is under events at our website at www.btsya.org. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Jovan Hundle. Make sure to visit www.faiththomasauthor.com, faith to spell F-A-Y-T-H. And to learn more about Faith Being the Best You and her message about type 2 diabetes there on the website. Faith's book, Being the Best You, is also available on both Amazon and Barnes & Noble, so make sure you pick up a copy there. Visit www.expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. And when we come back, we'll be continuing our inspiring and uplifting conversation on back to school. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. 
Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself. I'm Brigitte Gia, and today's hour is all about back to school. And I'm Joven Hundle. In this segment, Brigitte will be bringing in some fun ways to express yourself through art and school supplies in another installment of her segment, Art Attack. Hey guys, it's Brigitte, of course, and today I'll be talking to you about some things that you can do to create art with school supplies. And so nowadays, people view art as something that's really elitist. You know, you go to a museum and you look at all these artworks, you sniff at them, and you're in this giant building made of glass, and there's like gilded frames surrounded by, you know, security that's unimaginably tight. There's panels to be peered at from, you know, at least a yard away, etc., etc. But, you know, we often forget that art at its best is simply a form of self-expression, simply something to bring out your best you (laughs) from the last segment. And back to school provides the perfect window of opportunity for us to remind ourselves that really anybody can create art. So I'll be going over a few things that you might not think are highbrow art per se, but can actually be quite nicely categorized as a form of do-it-yourself art that you can really do with your own things, your own school supplies, and bring to school and use to express yourself with. And so the first thing that I have on my list here is I thought of collages on things. And so we use a lot of binders, planners, notebooks, folders, those kind of things to store our homework in and to take notes in uh, when we're going to school. And so the perfect way to really express yourself uh, using these materials is to, you know, before school, create a collage on top of them, essentially. And so... You can maybe have a blank white or black binder, planner, or notebook uh, that, you know, you're going to be using for the whole year and it looks kind of boring. And so maybe you want to put a little bit of your own flair on it. And so you can use several varieties of glues. You can use pictures from magazines, maybe pictures that you took of yourself and your friends over the summer, pictures of things that you really like. And you can put those together into a nice little collage that is a form of do-it-yourself art and can help you express yourself to your classmates, to your teachers, and kind of be a reminder for, you know, when you're um, experiencing a little bit of stress, when you're having a hard time with homework, you can look at your collage uh, cover and you can feel better about yourself because you've seen who you are, essentially, um, with your collage. And so I personally really like collages that, again, represent who I am. I like to put my favorite pictures on things as a kind of mass representation of myself. Uh, And I like for it to be maybe on a binder or planner that I use a lot so that I remind myself who I am um, and I remind myself of the things that I really like. And what's funny is that... um, actually a host that we've had before. She hasn't been on radio shows recently because she's off to college and she's super, super busy. But Asia Gonzalez um, has uh, a lot of these planners and notebooks and folders and she does a lot of collage with them and she explained herself on one of our, our earlier shows that it's a really great outlet and it's a really good way of expressing yourself and you know having a bit of art in your life, in your school life. And... It's really very, very easy. You can find any sort of glue, like Elmer's all-purpose would do fine. Maybe Mod Podge would work as well. And uh, you can find a collection of pictures that 
you know, mean something to you or pictures of subjects that really you hold a connection to uh, or with. And you can put them on any sort of blank or even um, printed binder, planner, notebook or folder, anything you want, really. So it's a great way of expressing yourself and also finding a creative outlet. And so the second thing that I have on my list is pencil cases. Uh, Again, collage comes into play here. You can collage your pencil case if it's kind of like one of those flatter, um, like bag-like, tote bag-like pencil cases. You could do that. And you can also quite easily sew or glue your own pencil case together. Um, Sewing is a pretty easy way of, again, like kind of having a creative control over whatever pencil case you're using and then having a bit of fun uh, when you're creating a pencil case and putting a little bit of artistic flair in there. If you want to maybe sew on like patches now are available on Amazon for uh, quite a cheap price. You can buy them and you can iron them on if you don't have a sewing machine or you don't have enough time to sew, uh, hand sew it onto a pencil case. So you can use patches that are uh, widely available on Amazon that can represent different things that mean something to you. And again, it's a way to express yourself. It's a way to put some art into your school supplies. And what's really nice is that a lot of cardboard pencil cases or like cardstock um, pencil boxes are now kind of more in style and you can find blank ones at maybe dollar stores or I know there's a there's a Japanese like dollar fifty store called Daiso that you can find them at and um, these are just blank cardboard um, um, pencil cases that you can easily glue things onto and you can even find templates online for cardboard uh, pencil cases and you can kind of reinforce them with glue and varnish that's also widely available And again, nowadays we have the internet, so it's actually pretty easy to also find a lot of arts and crafts supplies online that you can use to kind of spice up your school supplies. And so the third thing on my list, moving on real quick, is uh, planner inserts and bullet journals. So this trend has kind of exploded um, in kind of this modern era. Um, We're we're really into aesthetic. It's kind of trending to have certain aesthetics and have certain looks about your things. Um, and you can do that with a planner insert or bullet journal. And so the nice thing about planner inserts, uh, what they basically are, is you can get kind of a mini binder at maybe Target or Walmart or any bigger department store, uh, CBS. You could even get them online. And what you can do is you can find a lot of templates and um, small pages that you can then put into these planner, tiny little planner binders. And you can customize your pages. You can create your own. You can really, you have free reign over whatever art you may put uh, and whatever effort you may put into these planner journals. And um, it's a new trend. A lot of people are sharing ideas online about what they've done with their planner journals and their planner inserts. And it's it's in a very similar vein uh, as bullet journals as well. Bullet journals uh, have also taken off. And I think both wa- uh, both like styles of organization are, first of all, they're very customizable. And second of all, they're a great way to... Um, express yourself artistically like they may not seem like too much of a really like artsy thing but they're they're a form of self-expression and you can customize them so much and you can put in so much like do-it-yourself effort that I really do consider them as a form of art 
And, you know, as in all forms of art, there's a lot of collaboration going on where different artists or bullet journalists, per se, are um, they're going online and they're sharing their ideas. And it's become kind of a, a, a bigger community of bullet journalists and planner uh, creators, I guess. And I think it's really just a new form of art that's more suitable for the, the modern day uh, or the modern era, maybe. And it's uh, a more accessible form of art as well, because anyone can pick up a tiny binder at Target or Walmart. You know, it's very accessible and you can find planner inserts everywhere. You can order them for um, a very cheap price and you can also make your own. You can make your own planner. You can make your own bullet journal. And it's just a great thing to have in the modern era and it's also a great thing to have for back to school and for organizing all of your school activities and so the last thing I kind of really want to go over is personal sketchbooks and you may you might be saying like oh personal sketchbooks you know that's only for artists that's that's not something I can do but first of all again everybody can create art and second of all it's great to have it because doodling also relieves stress and I suggest keeping a personal sketchbook as well. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of my list. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of really great info in there. You know, I really especially like how you brought up, um, you know, stuff like pencil cases or journals or binders, all of that, um, as a form of using art for utility. You know, you can mm-hmm. use it for all these different things. I remember back um, when we were younger, my sister used to make, you know, wallets or other little stuff out of duct tape. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny how you can use art for all that kind of stuff. And so do you have um, any other tips for, you know, kind of going back to our back to school theme for students, maybe to keep themselves organized or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely check out online uh, bullet journal templates because they can really be customized to your own um, organizational skills or organizational methods. yeah and so thank you so much for all this great info uh sadly it is time to say farewell we give our thanks to star style productions cynthia bryan be the star you are and our voice america kids crew especially our engineer matt and thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world and thank you to you our listeners for making us a top rated program i'm joven hundle And I'm Brigitte You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to expressyourselfteenradio.com and our main site at bethestarur.org. Until next week, be kind, be ready for back to school, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine. Between the lines If you would let yourself